I am your humble host, Bill Calkins with Tech On Demand. And our goal is always to give you tips and tricks to do your best in the upcoming season for any crop that you're growing. This time we're gonna talk pansies, a fall and spring crop. And it's not gonna be a one and done discussion because producing a fantastic pansy crop involves all sorts of different aspects of production from seeding and propagation to all that time in the greenhouse to finishing and shipping. It's a complex crop. It's a multi-season crop, so we're going to break this whole thing down that way. And I'm joined by Dr. Will Healy, the Senior Technical Manager at Ball, who not only has worked with pansies for decades, but is also one of the best educators in our industry who can take complex topics like production and technical elements of growing and break them down to make them understandable. So we are back to talk a little bit more about pansies and that critical stage of production. So Will, why don't you go ahead and share your screen and take it away and get, get our listeners and viewers going with how to produce their best pansy crop ever. Okay, um, I think one of the, the lost areas in um, pansy production, whether you're talking fall or you're talking in the spring, is that very critical time period from when those pansies are ready to be transplanted, they show up at your door or you've grown them yourself and you, you know, basically you're done with the plug production and you're kind of wait the time from ready to transplant until you've got them established. Because a lot of times people just, man, they just kind of throw them in a spot and they, you know, take care of them and get them transplanted when they can. And then they later on, they call us up and say, how come my pansies aren't growing very well? Why aren't they very uniform? And invariably, when we've traced this back and over the years, we've spent a lot of time going back and talking to growers, researching how people are handling the plant plugs. It's pansies are, are a little more sensitive than we, we take them for. Um, and it's really important that we take good care of our pansies in that time from when the product, plug, plug production is done until they've actually rooted out. And that's kind of the period of time we're gonna talk about right now. So let's go ahead and start talking about this time, um, this very critical time period. First of all, when you receive your plugs, it's really important to get them unpacked and spaced out if you're not gonna be transplanting them within 24 hours. Remember, those plugs have probably been either in a box or on a rack for at least 48 hours before they ever showed up on your dock. And of course, they're just hanging out um, in the dark and the um, too wet, too dry, just not right kind of environment where you could have a lot of disease problems. So let's get them off the racks, let them get them out of the boxes and let's get them spaced out so that we can maintain the product quality that you were shipped or you produced in your own internal production. Remember, one of the things is we got a good picture here of a very bad place to put your plugs. Why is this bad? Is that basically they're on full light conditions, which you might think is a good idea. But of course, this is, can be a very stressful area where you basically are probably going to end up indu inducing them due to high light conditions, especially in the fall. Not so much in, um, a problem in the um, spring because it's still low light and short days, but during the um, July, early August transplant period, you've got very bright conditions, it's very warm, and it's um, also the days are long. And so those plants are gonna butt up immediately. So that if you've suffered from sticking a pot where you just can't get the bulk, they don't branch, they don't fill out, no matter which varieties you use, um, 
you probably need to look at how you're handling them during this period. Get the light intensity down to about less than 4,000 um, foot candles. Keep the plants off the ground. Make sure that you put a, a upside down flat underneath them so they don't come into contact with the ground. Because a lot of times you can transmit a lot of diseases. Pansies are very rugged, except if you got the labiopsis floating around or you got a little pythium, and then basically they can really start to um, give you some problems. If they're gonna hang around for any length of time, if they're sitting in contact with concrete or a solid surface, they're gonna basically start rooting out of the bottom of the cell because a good plug will have a lot of roots on the bottom. And then all of a sudden they're gonna be difficult to get out of the container. So get that air underneath them and that'll help dry them out because you really wanna be basically running them wet and dry. Make sure that you're watering them to a drip um, so that that takes you up to about 1400 grams of weight. If you water them until um, they're saturated, so they're soaking wet, um, you're gonna set up all kinds of disease potential problems. And also you're gonna leach all of the fertilizer that's in that soil out of it, and you're gonna restrict the growth of the plug <clears throat> once you get it into the ground. Um, let's keep the night temperatures as cool as possible. It's very difficult in the um, summer months, but try to keep them cool, running fans over them so that they basically got good transpiration will prevent any dead air problems. Dead air is where the, you can come into the greenhouse and you can feel the humidity. It feels like you're chewing air. Um, if you're chewing air, the plants are not gonna take up any boron and you're probably gonna start seeing tip abortion problems and pansy muddle and all kinds of other problems. So remember, as um, we've talked about in the past, this is a good example of the dead air. Um, two pictures of the same tray. A is what we see, we don't see humidity. So we can't see the very high humidity in the lower portion of the, um, underneath the leaves. Whereas in B, picture B, which shows the humidity, um, and this is what the plant is seeing. So if you have very high humidity underneath those leaves, they basically are not gonna lose water. If they're not losing water, that basically says they're not moving boron up. And if they're not moving boron, the plants are going to, um, tips are going to abort. Um, so you wanna make sure that you're going through wet and dry cycles. On mature plugs, you're gonna probably go through wet and dry cycles in the summer, at least every 24 hours. It might even be more frequently than that, but you're definitely gonna to have to go through wet and dry. If you're finding that it's taking 48 hours or longer to dry those out. It's too humid. You're looking just looking for trouble. So make sure that you got fresh air, blow some fans over them, make sure that they're drying out. Um, let's not um, let's also look at sometimes we have to back up on our transplant and we have um, extended plug holding where we're holding it for seven plus days. This is not desirable, but this is reality. So again, light intensity less than 4,000 foot candles to prevent. Premature induction. If you're seeing a lot of flower induction, a lot of flowers pop, buds popping up there, <clears throat> you probably got too high a light condition somewhere. Make sure that you're watering to 1400 grams. You want to be out there fertilizing. If you're basically after five days, you need to start getting some feedback on them 50 to 75 parts per million. Make sure that you've got some micros and phosphorus going out there using a, a phosphorus feed. Um, another alternative is there's a fertilizer um, from Green Care called 075, and it has micros. Um, what it is, is there's no nitrogen. So you don't see a lot of stretch, but it gives you the phosphorus, that's the seven. And it also has micronutrients in it so that you don't end up with micronutrient deficiencies. So make sure that you had a fertilizer plan in place and that you're fertilizing those plugs if you're holding them for more than five days. Again, watch out for dead air. 
keep the night temperature as low as possible. And basically find out when your producer put on their last application of a thiophanate methyl. Um, and consider after two weeks that you need to put another application on to manage preventatively Filaviopsis, very important disease in pansies. Also, if you're um, going to have to hold them for a while and consider um, applying some plant growth regulators, low levels, just to keep them toned down. And you can tell if you're really um, running into problems because the first thing that will start stretching is the petioles so that you'll start seeing leaves hanging up in the air. And if you start seeing the leaves starting to go up versus being flat, um, that'll tell you that your growth regulator is a run out and you need to start getting back in there with a little um, growth regulator. <clears throat> One of the first things that we need to do when we're getting ready to transplant is thoroughly clean the production area. If you've had a number of crops in that area in the past, and if you've um, been monitoring, you've had thrips or fungus gnat shoreflies. Fungus gnat shoreflies are deadly in moving Philaviopsis from the ground up onto the plants. So you want to make sure that you're cleaning it. Use Strip It, which is a very good cleaning agent that will clean um, all that algae out and make sure you put a disinfectant down to basically clean the area up so that you've got a clean production area that doesn't have insects and disease um, that are going to reinfect your pansy crop. Avoid high temperatures and relative humidity stress um, during transplant. So make sure that you don't um, have really high humidity um, and that you are keeping those plants shaded and, and in cool location. One of the things that we really encourage growers to do is just prior to transplanting to fertilize with a, a nitro, an ammonia-based fertilizer like 201020, or if you're going outdoors, 202020, um, and feed them at 200 parts per million. Why 200 parts per million is that one, it gives you a good solid dose of nitrogen into the um, tray. Why the ammonia? is because the ammonia won't leach out like if you just fed with a nitrate-based fertilizer. <clears throat> so your nitrogen hangs around in that plug and doesn't disappear. 200 parts per million will also give you a solid um, treatment of micronutrients and phosphorus. So you'll have the critical nutrients to make that plug take off and spark out, just basically be like a spark plug once you plant it and it takes off. You don't wanna do it two days or three days in advance because it, they will grow in the plug tray. But so you wanna do it just before you go up onto the transplant line. Um, you also want to look at your fertilizer and make sure that it's got adequate boron. It's not uncommon to add an additional 50 to 100 parts per million of boron, especially during those high humidity nighttime periods when you're um, <clears throat> when the relative humidity is greater than 90%, um, which a lot of times it can be, you know, as the night temperature drops a little bit because it's starting to cool, but the humidity is still high. Basically, you go to the dew point. Those are perfect conditions to um, put on additional boron to prevent tip abortion due to boron deficiency. Make sure that you're um, fully irrigating that plug so that you're basically taking it up to a level five so that you've got fertilizer in every crack and crevice of that plug tray so that when you basically move it out into the um, <clears throat> finish area, you don't have to be as concerned about feeding them. Make sure that you also have applied your fungicide drenches before the fertilizer. And the reason is, is that if you put on the fertilizer, then the fungicide drench, most likely you're gonna leach it all, all the fertilizer out and it'll be a waste of chemicals. So make sure that you get your fungicides on if, if necessary and you get them sprayed. It's more cost-effective to treat the plugs than it is to treat a large block. So let's talk about after transplanting. Once they're in the pot, 
basically you want to go and run it through a water tunnel. It doesn't hurt to have fertilizer in that water tunnel to put a light amount of fertilizer in so that you're sure that that soil around the plug is charged. So you've got a charged plug and then you got a little bit of feed around it so that when you put it out there, you all out into the field or into the greenhouse is all you have to do is clear water to basically get them around. Don't saturate the soil. Make sure that belt is moving fast enough so that you're just firming the soil down around the plug so that there's good contact between the plug and the soil around it. That bas basically encourages good rooting out. Um, once you rapidly move them into the production area, I can't tell you how many times I've seen um, carts sitting on wagons drying out deadly, and then you wonder why you've got uneven growth. Well, it's because you didn't handle it. They dried out in transit. They died in transit. So let's make sure that you move them out and that you're not letting them sit around in the hot and the heat. Um, keep them in the shade. Put a light irrigation after you put it out in the field just to go and settle the, the soil because, of course, no roads are smooth, so they bounce a little bit. So it just kind of settles everything down once they're there. Don't saturate the soil. If you were to go and lift those packs or pots up, if the bottom of the pot is dry, that's okay because you can add more water later. You just want to make sure that you've got water up in that plug area where the plug is so that there's plenty of water right there and it's drier below because that'll help dry it out. Because remember, <clears throat> fish grow in water, roots grow in air. So we want to make sure that we've got a lot of water for the fish. Whoa, you're not growing fish. Um, we've got the air in that soil to get the roots. Remember, you want to keep the plug soil just below. So you've got your plug right here, this area right below it in the pot and container should be at a level four, not a level five. It helped draw the roots down. Avoid a perched water table. Um, at the bottom of the container because that perch water table, that's a free water on the bottom, prevents the roots from rooting into it because they're not going to root into um, the wet area. By the time you get to um, day seven, you should have roots to the bottom of out to the edge and moving on down to the bottom. That tells you you've done all the steps. You've got a plug that's basically ready to explode. You've got um, soil that's been moisture correctly. Notice in the picture how fuzzy those roots are. Fuzzy pansy roots are happy roots because that fuzz is basically saying, I'm looking for water, I'm looking for water, I'm looking for water. And as they look for water, they branch. Make sure that you're um, running them through a level up to a level four, which is a drip to the bottom of the bottom of the container, and then dry them back all the way down. Pick the pots up. Don't just look at the surface because a lot of times during the summer, the surface will dry, but the bottom will still be wet. Make them search, make them work for water. Make sure that you're applying 50 to 100 parts per million with every watering so that you, um, especially if you have no slow release fertilizer in there, that's just so that you don't run out of feed. You wanna make sure that they get off to a quick and early start because you can always cut the feed at the end um, or reduce it at the end, but you need to make sure that it's in the plant on the early, because you have such a short crop time. So we need to do a lot of things early to make sure that we've got a great crop at the end. I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you really want to pay attention to your, your uh, irrigation. Yep. You want to feed them, right? Yep. Because they're feeders. And then you want to stay ahead of any disease issues and not miss those applications. And yes. And then, you know, obviously, you know, like, like you said, get them out of the boxes, get them off the cards, get them on the, you know, get them into the, the, the area that you're going to, that you're going to produce them in 
uh, as quickly as possible so you can get started because the longer they sit, you're just going to have more and more problems moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. But th this really work with your teams to make them realize that this isn't just a OHA, let's just slam them in pots. Mm -hmm. This is a critical time where you're setting up success and failure and problems um, and or you're creating the easiest pansy crop you ever have dealt with. I had a grower who every year he struggled and struggled and struggled. And so we finally sat down and we said, okay, where you need to spend more time and effort is from receiving them until they're in the pot on the wagon heading out the, out the road. And so we spent all of our time getting the feed right, getting the holding right, getting all of that. And that year he said, these are the easiest things I've ever done. I've had to cut a week of crop time off of the finish because, you know, I didn't have to put a week of screwing around fixing stuff because yep. they didn't need to be fixed. Yep. So that's the real clarity, clear message. Spend time on this phase and success will follow you all the way down the road. That's great. And don't forget that sanitation because, you know, you, you said, you know, if you've been growing uh, other crops in that area, well, this time of year, you definitely had other crops in that area. So it's now, now is when you want to get it, everything cleaned up before you uh, lay down these pansies because uh, you never know what's, what's sitting there and the algae on the ground. Exactly. Well, great. Uh, Will, this has been uh, another fantastic installment of In the Break Room. Uh, we're moving along with the pansy crop. We uh, have covered uh, the, the seeding and germination up through the transplant, and we will be back once again to finish up this crop and send it out the door. Thanks, Will. Yep, thanks, Bill.